Hi, everybody. This is Emily Trenum, the host of Memphis Metropolis. I'm away from the microphone this week, so we're rebroadcasting one of my favorite episodes. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm your host, Emily Trenum. Memphis Metropolis is all about our city as an urban place, including its neighborhoods, buildings, pathways, and parks, as well as the people who shape it. Join us each week as community leaders and commentators talk with me about our shared built environment. Welcome back to Memphis Metropolis and WYXR 91.7 FM. And this week I'm out of my home studio slash laundry room. And I made the short trip up to James Road and Frazier to visit Arc Wings, a really cool historic home and arts facility up here. And my, it's a beautiful day. And my guest is Jana Wilson, who's the executive director of Arc Wings. So Jenna, welcome to Memphis Metropolis. Thanks. I'm glad to to be here with you. So I want you know the the house has really interesting history. Um, I think Arc Wings is one of those places, and I'm sure you've heard this a million times. People don't know about it's kind of tucked away, and um, and I had never heard of it until I you know came to Fraser for work reasons. And came to some events, and um, it's just such a cool facility. We'll talk more about what you do here, but the first question I want to ask you is, what's with the name? The name Arc Wings. Arc Wings. It's so, A-R-K. A-R-K. Wings. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it is a reference to the covenant, like the Ark uh, that, that Noah built, and the wings of the dove spread out in peace. Uh, I, I, I'm not... The, the, the expert on all of the details of the naming, but in 1992, Dr. John McCall, the founder of our organization, uh, sat down and, and jotted down his notes and ideas and thoughts about mind, body, and spirit wellness on a cocktail napkin. Okay. Uh, he was out West on a trip in, in a restaurant or a diner or somewhere and, and jotted all those notes down. And Arc Wings was the name that he came up with and the drawing of our original logo which was the uh, mountains representing the ranch that they had out west in New Mexico and the dove with the wings spread, the rainbow and water below and all the elements of, you know, earth, wind, fire. Okay. Water. So it's sort of a spiritual, it is, a spiritual foundation of the name. Yes, absolutely a spiritual foundation for our organization. Okay. So that's, so, so Dr. McCall it really was his family's house originally. So before we talk, talk about, you know, the really is an arts and culture facility now, among other things. But before we talk about that, just tell me about the house and what you know about his family and when they built it and all of that good stuff. Yeah. So the McCall family, um, actually, actually, Dr. John McCall, the third, our founder, um, is the grandson of the original home owner and and builder of this house. His grandfather was from a small town in Mississippi and was living in Memphis as a juvenile court judge in the city of Memphis. He and his wife lived in Hyde Park in Midtown, but he craved this summer getaway spot or weekend country spot. And they found, I believe it was about 200, 200 to 300 acres back in 1922 with a cottage on it. 
and a five acre pond. And so they purchased that land to have a little place to get away to the country because back then Fraser was way out in the country. I bet. Yeah. So they, they purchased this and they'd come out to their little cottage in 1922 by the 1930s. Judge McCall wanted to move out here to back to the country. He didn't like living in the city so much. And his wife said, no way. I'm a city girl. I want to stay in Midtown. I want my keep my house in Midtown. So he made her a bargain. If she would come here and live with him in the cottage for a year, they'd keep their house in Midtown, but he would build her her dream home. So the house that is now currently the main gallery and art space and, and uh, foundation headquarters is that home. So and how how um so this was that was this in the 1930s I guess right 1938 I believe and what architectural style is it do you know uh I, what's what's the word for like gone with the wind um <laughs> antebellum <laughs> antebellum yes yes I believe it's very antebellum at least from the front view um and and that must have been her dream in 1938 because that's she got the big columns and the the second floor, you know, uh, it's not a white, uh, nice old home. It had porches. It plantation had, house. Yeah, yeah, like a plantation house. And on the inside, it's very country style. Okay. Yeah, I want to talk about a little bit about the inside in a minute. But so, so they bought 300 acres, including a pond. And how much land does Arkwing still have here? We have 17 and a half acres that has stayed in the family. Other parts of it were passed on and divided up to other family members. And they all stayed in the family for quite a few generations, like three generations. Um, So they had children. Yes, they had three children. And those three children were given, I assume, but lived, grew grew up and, and raised their children on part of that same two to 300 acre area, they, they built their own homes, right? On, in, so it was almost like a compound. It was like a comp. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yep. Are any of those houses still standing? No. The other homes? No, they're not. There were two uh, pink, I think, is it called Georgia stone mm-hmm. on the right around the corner on Woodlawn Terrace that stood until probably the early two thousands. And they were in such disrepair that they had to take those down earlier in the um, maybe very either late 90s or early 2000s. The larger brick home, which was a really nice, fancy home um, to the east of the Arkwings house, was very well kept. But it was up for sale because the, the family, that branch of the family did not live here any longer and, and maintain that home. And it was purchased by a, a community development corporation and it burned. So the house burned and then it became redeveloped as Wolf River Bluffs, which is a new eco-friendly uh, affordable housing well, area. I was going to ask about that because I'm on the board mm-hmm. of United Housing, Great, which redeveloped that. And of course, as you know, with that plan was a, more than 10, 15 years in the works because after United Housing acquired the land way before I went on the board, then the real estate market crashed. Right. And so, um, but it's turned into a really beautiful 
Um, and um, I remember when United Housing first built the house, people were like, you're building new houses in Frazier? It's like, yes, it's going to be beautiful. It's like a subdivision. Yeah, great eco-friendly homes yep. And, yep. and solar. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you just drive up um, McLean and you're like in the country. It's three miles from from Rhodes and Dino's and all that yep. Midtown stuff. I live right around the corner, about four blocks away. So from I, here, yes, from okay. Arkwings. So yeah, it's very central to everything, and and we were excited to see those houses start popping. Well, up. and that's where I live. I live right off McLean, yeah. for, so right near right near Madison. So I just yeah, it's a straight yep. shot up. So, mm-hmm. but that's um. So and I know you you know not everyone was were alive back then, but um, I'm guessing this was really the country then. Very much so. Um, I my home nearby was built in 1901 and it was a farmhouse. It's pretty good size. And I believe it was part of all like a six or 900 acre farm. So most of the people who lived out here in the early 1900s to up to about uh, the, the after world war two were farming families and a lot of Italian truck farming families in Frazier. So that's who, who was out here. And a lot of the um, you know, crops were raised here and um then the Arkwing space we don't know the history of that prior to the McCall family owning it but it, we know that they the McCall family had horses and cows not as a farm not as a functional farm but just as right you know the kind of pets yeah that's what i think that's when people move to the country sometimes yeah, they, they had do. chickens they, got a few sheep. Right. <laughs> they had chickens you know the judge McCall had grown up in the country in Mississippi and and so he wanted his livestock and he wanted his, his chickens. And there's a story about the, the chickens and eggs. If you Oh, please. Okay. So our, our Dr. John McCall tells stories about growing up here. You know, he and his cousin were lived ne- as next door neighbors over on Woodlawn Terrace in the house that, that their grandfathers arranged for them to build. And they hung out at the grandparents' house a lot. So sometimes, um, grandpa would send them out to gather eggs from the hen house and they would climb up on the roof of the big house and got a kick out of rolling the eggs down the gutters to watch them roll down the gutter and down the drain pipe and smash at the bottom. So then they'd come in with their, you know, one or two eggs and uh, grandfather said, you know, boys, when I go out there, I get, half a dozen eggs when right. y'all go out there and gather eggs you come back in here with one or two those hens must not like you but so they I, never told him that oh he knew you know they knew grandpa <laughs> they didn't get in trouble. Grandpa, grandpa must have been a, a real nice character <laughs> so it sounds like after um let's call him grandpa macala okay after he's you know, passed away, that the house was used, had some other uses before it was converted to arc wings. Is that right? Many other uses. I still learn about. So tell me about periods some of, those. of time that I didn't know about. Uh, so let's see. I don't know exactly when the McCall family stopped occupying the home, but I do know that in the seventies and at least to early eighties, there were a bunch of uh, hippie and and rock and roll type folks who rented the house. We we found a sometimes things unearth the pictures unearth themselves, and we have a picture of a 
a rock and roll dude in the early eighties, getting ready to go out and play a gig with his flying V guitar and his, you know, cool outfit. You don't know know who it is. We do know who it is. I can't remember his name right now, but yes, we know who it is. And, and, and there are people who remember coming and hanging out here when, when the, who, how, however, well, you can sort many... of see it would lend itself to kind of a commune. I mean, it oh, is yeah. sort of a country house, <laughs> even now. Yeah, it is. And, and it's kind of a, it's, it's an arts collective now. So the same kinds of things are happening just with a different generation now. Okay. So Dr. John McCullough, who is the grandson, uh, so it sounds like he didn't, he grew up in one of these nearby houses, mm-hmm. although probably spent a lot of time here. Yes. And he inherit he inherited the property. Is that right? It stayed in the family. Okay. I, I don't know the, you know, actual arrangements of who owned what property, but I know that, you know, different uh, of the three family names, I believe still there are parcels of land that belong to different people, but it's just sort of treated as one, one. Uh, so it's actually different ownership. The properties have I different think, ownership. I think so. I, I know that, um, you know, certain properties are belong to arc wings. Okay. Okay. directly and then there are probably a couple of other families um, okay spots and around. so and so how did he i mean you talked about the cocktail napkin and the i mean what was the vision to um i mean maybe it was we've got this beautiful family home we want to use it and make it available to the community and they're thinking about ideas but i'm just huh? projecting so <laughs> Uh, well, so Dr. McCall's background is that he is an applied anthropologist. He traveled the world. Um, their family is very mission oriented. So they they were all encouraged to discover their their own ministry or purpose in life. And for example, he has a, a brother who has a, a mission in Uganda. His uh, one of his children and his family are in South America and operate a mission there. Uh, they're very mission oriented. So Dr. McCall's mission uh, and his degree work and his career for about 35 years was mind, body, and spirit wellness. They, he taught at UT Health Sciences. He developed a curriculum for the medical students there. I believe it was called Integrative Medicine back then you know it's had different names holistic medicine uh you know mind body and spirit well, people wellness. talk so much about that now yeah you know the yeah. all of the yes yeah how important so, those connections are right so in in 1992 I, I i believe he was contemplating his retirement or you know thinking on his purpose in life and his his message and his mission and it became promoting mind body and spirit wellness primarily through nature-based activities. And then he transformed the former family home into a retreat center and facility where they could host those nature-based programs. So, yeah, so talk a little bit about Arc Wings now, what you, well, let me, let me just say this. First of all, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Memphis Metropolis and WYXR 91.7 FM and I'm in, I won't say I'm in the heart of Frasier because that would sort of connote that I'm right in the center of Frasier. I'm on the fringes of Frasier, but in a very rural, lovely rural setting, I'm at Arc Wings, an arts and culture facility on James Road, right off North McLean. And I'm talking to Jana. 
Wilson. Wilson. I don't know why I blanked on that. <laughs> and um, Weird, who's the executive director of Arc Wings. So, yeah, so let's um, let's talk about, um, I've been here for meetings. Never been here to participate in art events, but I've been here for meetings. I know you, it's, it's a conference facility of sorts where you have meetings here. So what are the different, um, what are the different things that Arc Wings does here? Well, we our, our mission now is to promote mind, body, and spirit wellness through arts and nature. Okay. We do that in an integrated fashion. We have outdoor space where people do creative things. We have indoor space where people engage in, in you know, nature-related seed growing and things. We're converting a room right now into an indoor seed starting and harvesting really? space. Can yes. I see that after we? Yes. After that's we... our soul light studio. And okay. we have a, a big opening sneak preview of that April 22nd. So outdoors, we have integrated creativity as, as a means of, of finding wellness in something that we call our art yard. And that opened in July of last year, 2022. The art yard is five outdoor creativity stations where people can drive up anytime. It's free of charge and they can hop out of the car, walk from station to station and engage in a self-guided uh, set of, of artistic activities outdoors in nature. And what are those activities? Those are our mini community mural station. It's like a vinyl banners hung up on gates. We repurpose those. Um, and we have a little free library style box that you open the door and inside you'll find paints and brushes so people can hop out, pick up paint and brush and paint on the community mural anytime. The second one is Hobbit Town. That's a fun fairy house kind of nature play station. Again, each station has a little free library style receptacle, Supplies, right. Right. But, but each one looks very different because they were all created uh, here at Arc Wings by a woodworker named Billy Wilson, and they were each painted and decorated by a different local artist. So Hobbit Town has a Hobbit house, and it looks like you imagine a Hobbit house, and it's full of sticks and twigs and marbles and little gnomes and fun broken objects that you can build fairy houses or twig teepees or whatever suits your fancy. And when I say you or we, adults have just as much fun doing these things as the kids I bet. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've watched adults sit out there on the ground for hours at a time building little fantasy towns and villages. Then we have our art garden. Our art garden is a series of seven raised beds. And in those, we plant different herbs and vegetables and things uh, that the artists who come and practice out here are the ones who decide what they want to plant. It's not a community feeding garden. It's not big enough for that, but we grow the things that the artists want to use to create what they create. For example, we have someone who makes soaps here and he plants it. We plant lavender and lemongrass and things that he then cuts and dries and uses in his soaps. We have artists who are uh, wellness practitioners and they like to blend teas for different purposes. We have chakra workshops here by another artist and she um, plans things to grow that promote each different chakra, root chakra, sacral chakra. Um, and does color studies and and, and uh, creative color. It, it's not exactly therapy. It's not a clinical thing, but 
you know, engaging with color for healing purposes. Yep. So that's what the art garden offers. We have a poetry tree, which is in, inside the box there. You'll find strips of paper, pens, markers, crayons, and clothespins. And there are strings hanging down from the tree branches. So you write your thoughts on st- strips of paper and then clip them to the strings hanging from the tree. So it's sort of like a weeping willow and everyone's words flow in the wind. Oh, wow. Yeah. We like to bring the literary parts of, of creativity out in people. That's that's not something people engage in every day. And then last but not least is our Rhythms of Nature station. It's a circle of cut tree logs. And the station there is really fun. It's filled with coffee cans, drumsticks, gourds that you shake and rattle, rhythm instruments that we may pick up at at a yard sale or uh, and, and people are also encouraged to pick up sticks and just start tapping and you sit and it's so quiet and you can hear the birds and you listen for a few seconds and then nature just calls you to start making sounds. That is so amazing. And it's uh, people can just come up here anytime. It's completely free. Right. Right. Our gate is usually open from about 10 a.m. until around dusk or sunset. So depending on the time of year and, and you know, wear, wear outdoor shoes and, and comfortable clothes for the weather. Um, and these are all out in front of the house. I these drove, are out. I yes. drove them. Okay. I'm going to check them out yeah. after I leave. So <laughs> I don't know if I'll do any poetry, but I definitely Well, might. you can come back anytime and do poetry. <laughs> So, so how long have you been a um, part of the Arcwings team? I've been officially part of the Arcwings team for five years. Okay, and I've uh, but I've been a neighbor for over twenty years, and have always enjoyed coming to Arcwings to do things. But I did not know that they were kind of going ready to go through a transformation. So when I came over five years ago and said, "Hey, I'd." I'm going through a career change and I'd love to have a job here if there is anything. And they said, Oh yeah, sure. You know? And I said, I can write grants and, and I have been in the nonprofit community for 15 years. I, I, I kind of know what I'm doing. And the next thing you know, I was the executive director. <laughs> you know, and... That happens. That happens sometimes. That was not the intention. But so that's so, what has happened. So, well, so you, you sort of described a transition, but there was a period of time it was, the model was a little different. Yeah. Um, so for the first, they were celebrating their 25th anniversary the day that I walked in and inserted myself into the, the organization. Um, but they had been very much a nature-based organization. They owned a ranch in New Mexico and they would have the, the kids and the youth who came here in Frazier to the, the location here in Frazier and did the youth urban gardening and did after school activities and scouts who cleared trails through the woods and set up campsites and things. They would give the opportunity for those youth to go on a trip to the ranch in New Mexico once a year. And that was really exciting. Great wilderness exploration and something that a lot of the, the youth in Fraser and the surrounding areas or in Memphis in general don't ever get a chance to do. Get on a plane and go somewhere completely right, different. Right, right. And um, then they'd come back and, and bring some of those ideas back here to Fraser, to Memphis, to the Mid-South. But there came a time when the family sold the ranch. So that was shortly after I came on board here. So 
all of a sudden that's off the table. And uh, the a lot of the trails and spaces, the campsites that we had were on what is now the United Housing property. And we were doing sort of a, a, a an informal lease arrangement with them to take care of that property. But as they've been growing and, and building more homes, uh, we didn't have access to that area. So our, our trails were interrupted. Okay. And the Boy Scouts, uh, the I believe the troop folded. And, and it just kind of the, the, the nature of what our community needed was changing. And I'm personally an artist. So I, I had an interest in what people were doing to express themselves creatively in Frasier. And that was something I was doing on my own, just interaction with other nonprofits in the community. Well, let's talk about that because I mean, uh, we, we have met before and it was um, in conjunction with something I'm sure with the Frasier CDC. And, um, and so I'm curious about your, how Arc Wings, you personally and Arc Wings are sort of connected into the Frasier community. So um, Arc Wings basically is, is situated in Frasier and we have so many participants in our community who don't have access otherwise to arts and creative or cultural activities or to the outdoor nature kind of setting that we have here at Arc Wings. So um, we kind of key in on what people just giving them opportunities to come out and explore and do whatever they want to do here. And we find that uh, both adults and children, especially, you know, group settings like families coming out really love to get outside and do creative things like make music around the the rhythms of nature uh, music circle and paint on the murals and play in the art garden and just enjoy themselves outside, but in creative ways to explore the ways that, that are the most um, healing and comfortable and exciting for them. Well, and are you, um, are, is Arc Wings involved in, um, you know, partner, I know you have an arts festival every year. Mm -hmm. Do you partner with other organizations in Fraser, like, you know, the community association or, there's a Fraser CDC. I mean, are you involved in any kind of collaborative events, um, part, you know, with other civic organizations in Fraser? Yes. Yeah. We, we, we do um, reach out to pretty much any of the other, all the other organizations. Uh, I'm directly connected with the Fraser Connect project. I'm a resident of Fraser myself and pretty active with other organizations. So it puts us in a good situation where, um, we're familiar with what's going on in the in our neighborhoods and um, try to stay tuned into what, you know, the parades and the spring and fall festivals. And then for our festival, we invite all the other organizations to come out and not just have an information booth or a presence at the festival, but we, we invite them to come out and organize with us and help us cater to um, their their organization and their clients and their demographics so that everyone um, is being served all, all together as a community. Has the community changed a lot since you've lived there? Oh gosh. Well, I was born here, so it has changed tremendously in, in my, during my lifetime here. And um, I, I did move away for quite some time, but I moved back and bought a house about four blocks away from Arc Wings uh, in 2001. And I, I will say it has changed somewhat. And, and um, 
I'm pleased with those changes. And I think our community, um, our residents are, are happy. We're very, uh, Frazier's a very geographically uh, large area. So you have a lot of neighborhoods that are not necessarily connected um, per se, but, uh, you know, everyone feels a, a, a loyalty and, and united as as being a resident of Fraser and being part of the Fraser community. So that's what we work toward is to give everyone sort of to bond everyone and bring everyone together um, with common interests and art and nature are definitely things that everyone enjoys. And what's your you? I mean, you you're the been the executive director for for a long time and then the board. What's your what's in your mind, what do you want the future of Arc Wings to look like? And then also the building, which is old uh-huh. and um, a visited building. It's really cool, but you know, old buildings need money. <laughs> need money, need TLC, need repairs, yep. need maintenance, need upgrades. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we have a wish list a mile long and, and, uh, but we have other urgent needs um, like the, the windows that are, some are falling out and columns on the front porch that may not last forever. So we are um, definitely starting a fundraising campaign to build sustainability of our program and our organization over the long term. Would love to see the uh, our, our staff grow so that we can continue to grow our programming. Our programming has just taken off and, and really outgrown our capacity in our infrastructure over the last five years. So we're in a in a place right now where we would love to bring on additional staff and all of that, including the, the home maintenance and repairs and, and taking care of 17 and a half acres of beautiful green space all requires um, funding. It really does. So what's the best way for people to find out about I mean, I know you have an arts festival. You have other events that mm-hmm. you're. I know you have you have gallery openings because when when I was there, mm-hmm. I saw the, um, you know, I saw some some art that was going to be in a show. What's the best way to, for people to find out? Is it the website or is it through Facebook or if people want to know more about Arc Wings and I mean the the outdoor exhibits I realize are right. we talked about earlier the different art stations are available. Um, whenever you're open, but in terms of special events, what's the best way for people to get plugged in and find out what's going at Arc Wings? Because people, as we've discussed earlier, you know, it's really a hit. Arc Wings is just a really a hidden treasure, and I would love more people to um, to know about it and to come out and experience it. Yeah, we'd love to have more people out here. Um, our social media accounts, our Instagram. Uh, on Instagram, we are Arc Wings Foundation, and on Facebook, we are just Arc Wings, and that's going to be the most current and updated communication that we have. We do um, have a website, but we don't have someone actively updating our website continuously, so it tends to maybe sometimes be a little out of date, but our social media should, uh, all of our events and things that are happening, and then photos of and, and videos of things that have happened here. Uh, we try to keep up on our social media as well so you can get a feel for what's going on. And uh, also anytime you can email us at info at arcwings.org and sign up for our email list. We send a monthly email newsletter. 
Um, yeah, any one of those ways will get you here. Okay, well, great. Um, and just to remind everyone, Arc Wings is on James Road, really not far from Midtown and Ollie. Just go up McLean Boulevard till you can't go any further and you turn left and the arc wings is right there on the right and you can't miss it, but it's really worth visiting. So, so I've been talking to the arc wings executive director, Jana Wilson. And so thanks for coming on Memphis Metropolis. Oh, thank you. It's been fun. You've been listening to Memphis Metropolis on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Emily Trenum. Memphis Metropolis airs every Monday at 1, so please tune in again next week. You can listen to past programs on our program page at wyxr.org or on memphismetropolis.com. You can also follow us and send feedback on social media. Now, stay tuned for Memphis Undercover with Nancy.